weed. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Ballin' Out. Super. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jeremy Hammond, and joining me as always are my co-hosts, Katie Rose Leon. It's so good to be stoned up to my eyeballs on Dayquil in the anime room. Hey. <laughs> and back from his bougie-ass vacation, it's Alex Patak. I think you have the right set of tools for our firm. What? I'm a manager now. <laughs> it's fine. It's all in the tone. Are you hiring me? Sure. What's your firm? You can start as friend. <laughs> oh, that's a sick burn because I'm not one yet. You can make your way up there. You climb the ladder, you put in the hours. I thought I did. <laughs> oh. oh. Well, and joining us oh. this week, very special guest, comedian, actor, Emily Panic. Thank you for having me in the anime room. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing today? Doing great. You are. Uh, I think the first guest we've ever had that brought us a gift. Yeah, I brought you <laughs> wedding cake samples. Which was incredibly nice of you. Sure, you could look at it that way. Um, <laughs> you know, another way to potentially look at it is that I'm a vain person and I happen to have an excess of cake. And so I thought, you know, these slovenly individuals uh, might want it. <laughs> We you know, did. because they don't care about how they look. We did eat them with our hands. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so hand it's not, cake. I was told I it was hand cake. Yeah. No, it is for you. <laughs> <laughs> when cake is eaten by an animal, it's with your hands. <laughs> I didn't mean to start off by insulting you. I think you're very nice and I'm thrilled to be here. No, it's okay. <laughs> this is what You're we deserve. You're on the right track. Thank you for the hand cake. <laughs> uh, okay, so we like to start off the podcast by asking our guests about your experience with anime and Dragon Ball. Uh, were you ever a fan of Dragon Ball? Nope. <laughs> Never seen it before in my life. Uh, what about anime overall? Um, okay, so I googled the definition of anime last night. <laughs> Merriam-Webster <and> defines anime. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of thoughts on what defines anime because there, the one definition is that it is a Japanese cartoon, but in mm. Japan, all cartoons are called anime, right? Yeah. So yep. anyway, uh, what was the question? By your own logic. <laughs> so in conclusion, anime is a genre of contrast. <laughs> Indeed it is. Um, so my my personal experience with anime, first I thought, like I have seen, uh, at one time I did watch all of, what's it called? Avatar The Last Airbender. Okay, and right. not everybody considers it anime because it was was uh, an American cartoon that was just done in a Japanese style. <clears throat> an anime-flavored cartoon. Cake. It was anime-flavored. It was whitewashed, <laughs> I suppose you could say. One of the characters was voiced by, uh, what's his name, from Hook? Rufio. Rufio from Hook was the oh. main voice on that show. Shout out to Rufio! Good hit. <laughs> yeah. But I, I also watched all of Pokemon when it was on. Okay. The original series. So right. that's, I've heard that's good a starting things. point. I even one time, uh, the power was out because it snowed and the power went out. So I went into my dad's car with my like little television that plugged into the... I don't know. Somehow I managed to watch Pokemon when it was on in the morning. And just drained your dad's car back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Such was my level of dedication and so, lack of awareness. Who were your uh, Who were your favorite Pokemons? 
Oh, good question. Oh, I really liked shit. I was thinking that I should look this up last night. The one that spoke that was a cat. Hell yeah, Meowth. Meowth, right. I liked Meowth and I think But not was... all the Meowths could speak, I should add. Really? Yeah, only that one. I thought there was only one Meowth. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there was just the one and he was evil. Adjacent. He doesn't understand his family and he works at a firm for <laughs> Team Rocket. Who are we talking about right now? <laughs> We're talking about the system. Okay. <laughs> sure. Uh, no, but there was an episode, I think, where they explained that Meowth, like, what was it? He was, like, in, like, a, a casino or something. Yeah. And he's, like, with all the other dumb Meowths, and they're all just saying, Meowth. And he's like, I want to be different. <laughs> and then he scratched somebody. Mm. <laughs> Learn to read. I don't think we've ever talked about favorite Pokemon before. Why is Meowth's uh, signature move throwing coins? Do they ever explain that? Because of the casino. He's rich. Well, he's, he's in rich. the casino that one time, but he's not usually in one. The only way he knows how to deal with a problem is by throwing money at it. Oh, yeah. Oh. Okay? We've Much like met, my fiance. We've all met a Meowth. I believe I was raised by Meowth. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Long Island Meows. <laughs> Katie's just at a family event, be like, oh, "I was working at a hotel, but I'm like really switching things up. Art is my purpose." There's a pause. And you're just, Meow. <laughs> uh, but I am actually interested now that I'm thinking about it. Alex, who is your favorite Pokemon? I was very much into Charmeleon because he's like Charmander, but he's going through puberty. Mm. <laughs> I was very into him. He looked like if you gave him rules, he wouldn't He wouldn't follow them. <laughs> not a Charmander, not yet a Charizard. That's right. He has yeah. room to grow. <laughs> I love that Britney Spears track. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Katie? Oh, uh, Psyduck. Yeah. Oh, that's a that good one. That was the worst one. <laughs> Psyduck rules. Uh, like oh, people him. say such things. He's got anxiety, and once he gets that shit unlocked, he's very powerful. Also, oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I uh, made a public announcement on my Facebook once because I was high. It was Friday the 13th and I was trying to get a, a tattoo of a Psyduck at a tattoo shop that was giving away like $31 Pokemon tattoos. But the list was full and I'm like, man, I can't get that Psyduck. And four different people at the same time, they're like, but you are a Psyduck. And I was oh. like, rude, but okay. <laughs> Here's what I want to know. How do you feel about Golduck? Because he was supposed to be more powerful, but like had a whole different But he's actually in. just more Jewish. <laughs> Are you allowed to say that? Yeah. Okay. I'm the only one who's not allowed to right. say it. I'll allow it. Uh, I, I think my favorite was uh, Farfetch'd. Ah, no one asked. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Wait, are you saying that Golduck runs Hollywood? Is that what you meant by that? Just change the subject, Jeremy. Talk about Farfetch'd. Who owns the Poke Marts? <laughs> Look into the fed duck. <laughs> uh, so let's talk more about anime. So you, you never really watched much. Mm-mm. Did you know people who did? Well, I used to work at St. Mark's Comics. Oh my oh, god, I was that cute. weird girl too. You worked there? Yeah, you were nerd. Like they called it nerd bait. They would hire yeah. you to stand by the door, so when people try to steal stuff, like they would send a hot spooky girl out there to be like, "No, don't." <laughs> 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 Boo! I, uh, I worked there when they still gave you envelopes of cash. Oh to yeah, pay me too. You. Okay, that's so crazy. That's real. We both worked at St. Mark's Comics. <laughs> um, yes, so I'm sure that I did know people that watched 
anime because they were probably the same people that told me that Scott Pilgrim was not a manga because, again, it was American. It's different. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I'm pretty sure I know people that watched anime. Okay. Can you, like, in, in all of your, your mean Emily panic way, can you assign a judgment to these anime people? With nuance. I feel like based on the audience of this podcast, I shouldn't do that. No, you should. Oh, no, you can. It's fine. Um, so... Wait, so what's the question again? Can I assign... Uh, like, just like, like, give us a portrait. Tell us what you thought of anime people. Yeah, if we didn't lure you into here. <laughs> we uh, lured you in with your cake. I mean, if, I, if I'm assuming that the anime people are the same people that like I worked with at the comic book store and that they hung out with, it was a small... A uh, sequestered group of people that all had sex with each other and had a lot of acne. <laughs> oh, St. Mark's comics never change, baby. So were you a comic book person? Yeah. Okay, what what, uh, what kind of comic books? Uh, I, I'm an alt-comic person. Okay. I like uh, Love and Rockets and mm-hmm. Tank Girl. I liked some Harvey Pekar, um, a lot of Dan Klaus. Yeah, stuff. Dan Klaus is like what turned me. Yeah, <laughs> Charles Burns. Yeah. I don't know if I know uh, Klaus. I, oh, Ghost, Ghost World. World. Oh, okay, yes. yes. And many others. <laughs> I was told I couldn't work at St. Mark's Comics because I only knew Vertigo. Yeah, no. Yeah. Because okay, so the dynamic is that if you're a girl, you literally... you can't see this right now, but everyone's pointing their hands at me okay. like yes. Okay, yes. let me let me tell you, you can't at Saint Mark's Comics. If you want to be a girl and get high, if you <laughs> if you want to be a girl, I want to be a girl in comic books. Uh, they won't let me. If you want to get hired and you're a woman, it's much easier. You just have to be sort of cute. Oh, okay, you don't need to know about comics because even like there were times when I would try to help people find comics, and the owner was like. No, no, let a man do that. <laughs> Just go stand near the front. And if you want to be a man, like only there were maybe like three dudes employed there and then just like 50 women or yeah. something. <laughs> and the male role was that you stood in the back and you were the one that was supposed to be the expert on literally everything. See, I oh, knew yeah. a lot about comics and I pissed off the owner who I will not name by name. But Mitch. It's, it's, name it's Mitch. Name is name. <laughs> it's Mitch. There's only one owner. He's yeah. been the owner I, I, for Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Mitch. Eternity. And, uh, Say the words. He's famously uh, like, a, like an asshole Radical and he did Mitch. not like me. So I got banned to Brooklyn which is like Ooh, at yeah. one point they bought a Brooklyn location and it was choice if you got banned to Brooklyn because you literally just you sat in this anything. empty shop all day <laughs> and did nothing. I never got to work in Brooklyn. Yeah, he hated me. And he, yeah, because he liked you. Yeah. I got banned there because I pissed him off from being too chatty with the customers. Because <laughs> oh. I'd be like, oh, don't buy this issue if you like... Mark Millar, buy this. This is better. And he's like, no, woman shall speak by coats. <laughs> you hold bags and smile. You take the bags. <laughs> I mean, I did on occasion. Can I just tell you the best, one of the best pickup lines that ever happened was this dude came in and he was like, hey, I'm looking for a comic book. And I was like, oh yeah, sure. What, what comic book? He's like, I think it's a comic book about a guy that comes into a comic book store and he sees a girl working in the comic book store and I was like I don't think I know that one. Oh and no but like, it hasn't been like written yet until I realized what was happening uh, and then like, was oh that comic doesn't comic. exist sir please leave <laughs> yeah I got some really like uh, St. Mark's types like this guy gave he's like hey what's over there and then he puts in my hand when I turn around he like puts a, a, a heart shaped jewel and he's like this is for you 
And then he gave me he gave me uh, his poetry book that oh, was no. called Beautiful Girl. Oh no, and oh, that's probably a, his only whoa. one. It was a self-published book. No, he gave me a stack because he's like, give them to your friends. <laughs> I think all your friends are beautiful. And then once this cokehead came in first thing when we opened, and he's like, Batman rules. I love Spawn. Fuck that guy. Fuck you. You're hot. Anyway, I should leave. And we're like, yeah, you should. Oh, I love a man who tells it like it is. Yes. <laughs> it's in um, PC America. You can't do that in St. Mark's Comics. <laughs> oh, damn. That's crazy. In Trump's America, we say Merry Christmas and Batman rules. <laughs> <laughs> no collusion. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so you've had like a real David Attenborough experience of of the weave in the wild. The weave, like <laughs> weave, tumble weaves, weaves weaving also, through the wild. Also, like anime nerds, just yeah. like from afar with an arm's length. Like, no, thank yeah. you. <laughs> I'll watch you graze. But, but I thought they were very nice, generally. Just maybe a little sheltered. <laughs> That's real. <laughs> um, another topic that we like Webster's to... Dictionary <laughs> defines anime as between a man and a woman. <laughs> Guys, it's getting punchy in here. Get the question out, Jeremy. Uh, uh, the other thing we like to uh, touch on is is just general childhood nerddom. Mm. Like, what kind of nerd were you when you were a kid? Um, I used to keep bugs as pets. Whoa! <gasps> that rules. And I, t- I carried them around with me. Like, Did you put them in jars? Yeah, I put them in jars yeah. or I carried them in plastic uh, Chinese food containers that I poked holes in. And I just, one time uh, I found, so I would collect cicadas. And I remember one time it was like my crown jewel. I found a cicada still in the brown shell. Yeah. And I was so stoked because I was like, oh, it's going to come out and I'm going to get to watch it. And for whatever reason, my mom was mad at me and she took the cicada and threw it out the window. And I was like, whoa, no, no, <laughs> <laughs> that's way too high. She probably <laughs> saved the cicada. I mean, maybe. I don't know, but I didn't get to watch it come out of the show. The thing about the cicada, it's outside your window. You're going to know exactly where it is in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) I never found that cicada again. It's all right. Is that a type of nerd collecting bugs? Oh, for sure. That's more of a jock thing, I thought. (laughs) Fair point. Collect muscular little animals. (laughs) Muscular little animals. I got a whole football team of ants. You guys will be unsurprised to hear that I also collected bugs. <laughs> it's like two Katie's. Were you good at keeping them alive? I mean, I think I had a 60% success rate with keeping them alive. That's not bad. That's wow. really decent. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, they all die eventually, and who knows when they were supposed to die. So that's, <laughs> They're like know. Marines. They're who born knows? to die. I can say it. I'm, I'm Jewish. <laughs> Alex <laughs> Alex Patak Hey what are you know about Dragon got, Ball <laughs> I know you've gotten back from vacation You have a glow about you Do those pants zip off or what <laughs> yeah. no, They got extra pockets all along the sides My mom hates them oh. <laughs> She says they make me look like a cargo plane <laughs> 
It's a sick burn. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, the best way you could describe them. Yeah. This is a really choice Alex outfit. Yeah. <laughs> it's really intense. <laughs> I went into the vault. We talked about it on, on the Patreon episode, but I feel like we should take this out from behind the paywall. Alex is wearing a lion t-shirt. It's not just a lion t-shirt. It's no. a Rasta lion with a nose ring and headphones. He has headphones, and which you're not like going to even see the first time. I don't even think you're wearing it ironically, are you? What would I be ironic about this? <laughs> it's a lion wearing headphones. Subscribe to Patreon for all kinds of Alex t-shirt content. So just for the full outfit breakdown, Alex is wearing a Manimals Rastafarian lion t-shirt with an olive green background, a cargo plane type pants cargo plane pants that has a mustard a, yellow yeah it has an elastic ankle band and yeah. can what can only be described as a tailspin type feel <laughs> <laughs> and finishing it, it off is what are those Asics they're like slippy on booties the, they're like they're fake, Adidas a, yeah they're like black the back Adidas. almost looks like Yeezys yeah, kind of. Well, like, no. like, like a mountain. They're like almost. <laughs> what do they call that style? Sock sneakers or whatever with black. Oh, like a sock boot. Thank you, man. I've been meaning to get rid of outfit breakdown as a segment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the listeners like it. Really I don't really you. like it. <laughs> I think the listeners are gonna love it. Uh, listen, Trenton Durham, no give good. us a uh, jingle for outfit comments. breakdown. <laughs> Sound off in the comments if you like the outfit breakdown. Yeah. yeah. No jingle. No, nobody likes it. <laughs> Uh, all right, Katie, what do you say we get into the episode? Are you looking for the hottest new designs? Maybe you want a shirt with Trunk's face on it, but it kind of looks like a corn album in a way that hopefully isn't legally a problem. Well, Ballin' Out Shooper is making some shirts now, so why don't you click the link below and come buy one of our great shirts. I know I love them. And so does my beautiful wife. God, she's beautiful. Okay, I'm not going to yell because I don't feel it. Uh, the title of this episode is Conquer the Terrifying Foes. Krillin's Fighting Spirit Returns. And it's a haiku. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is a really annoying episode, friends. Let's get into it. Uh, it's a dream-like is what I'd call it. Feels so, like you're in a dream. Where we last started, all those baddies from the past, from your past, all your exes are here orbiting your Instagram. And, <laughs> and Goku and Krillin. Watching all your stories. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking see you, Matt Halliday. Uh... <laughs> And I had to beep so much on this episode. <laughs> I see you, Nappa. <laughs> Don't beep it because then you can find out if that person is listening. Yeah. As well Ooh. as watching. Ooh. Interesting. Good ah. point. Good point. <laughs> Recon. I so, will have to beep Mitch, though. <laughs> do you? Uh, it's fine. <laughs> I, I, like, I worked there when I was like. 18. I don't think it's going to affect if my resume. Say, <laughs> if you say the owner of St. Mark's Comics, literally anybody who's ever been there knows who you're talking about. Yeah. He shows up in Krillin's Nightmare Field. He does. Yeah. <laughs> He's there. All the bad guys laugh and we look over and Jeremy gets his fantasy where uh, that pink guy in Raditz shows up. Yeah. Oh, well, Because yeah. at the end of the last episode, we see all of the bad guys. They all show up and uh, the they most... Got them all. 
they got all of them but Raditz. And it was this weird, like, omission because Tambourine is there. (laughs) You know, Tambourine who no one remembers. He's the claw demon, and he killed Krillin, and Frieza's there, and Jeremy's squirming in his seat like, where's Raditz? (laughs) Raditz is important. And then Raditz shows up, and he's like, ah, ah, ah. Yeah, you're weird. Thank God, okay. That was Raditz. That was the point where you came? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Uh Jeremy needs Raditz to come. So, uh... (laughs) Goku goes, these are clearly illusions, uh, in which uh, Vegeta throws him into a wall. Yeah, he punches him with his big fist. I did enjoy how long the scene was of them all laughing. Yes. It, it was, was, like, not fast. <laughs> it was very strange. I wrote down that they laughed a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Just good friends. I've never <laughs> seen this show before. I was like, huh. <laughs> seem to be laughing a lot. I wonder what happened right before they started laughing. <laughs> I just uh, got, saw Charlie bit my finger. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Goku just starts getting all scrippity scrappy fighting away while Krillin has full-blown post like PTSD. a PSTSD attack and thinks about <laughs> I do not. Today. We know what you mean. He has he has you stress hallucinations of his many deaths. Fuckers make fun of how I talk all the time. I'm here. I'm sick. I'm doing the podcast. Oh my god, he's such a bummer. That guy, <laughs> Krillin. So Krillin, yeah, starts thinking about all the times he's died, which uh, turns out is a lot. Family, so many. He gets turned he, to stone. Yeah, he uh, he got his neck cracked. Got real blown up, turned to a delicious candy bar, <laughs> turned to stone. The candy Which bar, is not like, delicious. if you could die anyway, I think being turned into a candy bar and eaten would probably be like one of the better ways. Yeah, because you, you wouldn't feel it. You're not alive as a candy bar, are you? You're you're a candy bar now. You're candy, dead. Candy well, bar let's... has one intent, and that is to be consumed. That is its passion. Well, did anybody <laughs> ever ask pick. the candy bar what the candy bar thought about that? That's true. <laughs> did the candy bar elect to be eaten? Oh my god, no. It, mm. Candy bar mm. consent. Let's talk about it. <laughs> the media won't talk about it. And here we are. Alternative podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> Krillin. Krillin was a chocolate bar once. Our our police. <laughs> We're all chocolate bars. <laughs> Are you building that crazy wall, Alex? You pulling the string together? Yeah. Somewhere there's a riff, and I will find it. <laughs> Ask yourself, who is a candy bar? <laughs> George Soros. George Soros. <laughs> Q. Candy bar. Uh, then Bulma shows up, which leads me to believe that Krillin has a fantasy about Bulma beating the shit out of him. Bulma crushing his nuts is yeah. what we were saying. That she's like she has a very expensive boot from being the world's richest mo- woman, <laughs> and that he's like showing up because she's like, "There's a break in." He's like, "No, Krillin, I just want to step on your nuts." <laughs> but my wife, she's a dumb Borg, and I don't care. <laughs> now let me stomp those grapes. <laughs> Gross. It's the only way he can feel alive after dying five times. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's so real. That's yeah, this is totally a, what that is. This is like a dark, mm. really stupid episode, I thought. <laughs> yeah. 
wait, wait. I want to I want to ask Emily. So, because this episode was entirely based on you having already seen thousands of Dragon Ball episodes, uh-huh. what was this like for you? Was it like watching a music video at a bar with the sound off or I was really just trying to get my bearings. I was trying to figure out. I was like, "Okay, these are bad guys." It's not into them. Maybe they're not real. There's this dumb jock, and he his hair turns blonde when he gets more powerful, and then it grows. I was really into his hair. I'm really interested in that. It looks right? soft. Yeah. Goku? It's long. It's Goku. jagged, hair, but soft. It gets jagged and longer and blonder. And no eyebrows after a certain point. He gets uh, rid of those. Oh, they go into his hair. Everything. He <laughs> <needs> all... <laughs> This is a very interesting theory about Super Saiyan 3 eyebrows. (laughs) (laughs) They're gone because they all go up. (laughs) No, I was just like, what I thought was that Krillin is like that friend that goes to therapy one time after being such a bummer for, you know, the whole time that you've known him. And then all of a sudden he's like enlightened and you're like, I'm not buying it, dude. Uh, It was one hour, Krillin. Yeah. Starts wearing like big beige sweaters. Yeah. (laughs) And trying to tell you what you're doing wrong. And you're like, okay, bro. Excuse me. I actually introspect. (laughs) The power of now says only by closing the mind can I defeat Frieza. Yeah. I mean, I like the old people, the two old people that were on the island. Oh, yeah. Cut to Roshi. He's chilling out on his turtle paradise. His sister shows up and is like, I brought this. What? Her name's Baba. Baba? I think, right? They're sort of like the the Statler and Waldorf, would you say? They are kind of like a Statler and Waldorf. They're old. They laugh. Etc. <laughs> they banter slash bicker. Right. Yeah. This doesn't come up this episode, but Master Roshi's character is that he's uh, old and horny. He's very horny. So he has to stay on that island, or else his his self control is. Is that why out he's on control. the island? <laughs> it's, yeah. it's heavily implied. Yeah. He like always has a magazine he's rifling to, which is woefully archaic in this day and age. He should just have an iPad playing like Pornhub the entire time he's talking to Goku. I mean, I feel like more men should banish themselves to islands for that same reason. (laughs) It's very progressive in like a certain way. He's like, I can't live with the rest of you. Uh, Seventeen shows up with her baby she's been brainwashing, and uh, they're watching Krillin the crystal ball, and she's like, ah, daddy, fight. I'm like, why is this baby talking so much? Yeah, and every time they flash back to them, the girl, it turns out the little kid has been watching the entire time. I'm like, why are you just standing here watching and letting your child watch your her father be emasculated? It's like the (laughs) beginning of a CIA operation or something. It's very elaborate. (laughs) like going to turn out to be the Unabomber. <laughs> well, Seventeen just wants to raise Marin the way she was. Right, which was right. Which is to destroy war. all of mankind. <laughs> <laughs> you mean? Watch fight tapes of Goku. It's going to be important later. My favorite line of the episode happens here, which is Eighteen and Marin start watching the Crystal Ball, and it's just Krillin being smacked around a forest, and they pause, and they're like, what is this? <laughs> she says, what are we watching? And I was like, I know, what are we watching? I don't know. <laughs> this they, is premium content. <laughs> they give an explanation. They're like, this is the Jedi cave thing where you go and find yourself, yada, yada, yada. It's all the past foes and your thoughts. Anyway. Wait, did we mention, though, that they're there to find an herb? Yes. A magical herb? Yeah, right. so they originally, you missed the episode last week. But the Krillin and Goku were sent to this island 
originally under the pretense to find a magic herb that is rainbow called, what is it called? I think it's just Paradise herb. herb. Yeah, Paradise yeah. Herb. And it looks very much like weed. It's been criminalized to that one forest. And uh, Goku keeps pronouncing it with a hard H. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's stupid, right? Like, we, yeah. he's a yes. meathead. There's yeah. an H. You say herb. How else would you say it? <laughs> Doesn't herb like a herb. jerk? Like isn't isn't like slaying like a herb? I when I was on Long Island growing up, I was uh, understood yeah. that herb was a colloquialism for homosexuality in a negative huh. context. Oh. Really? I thought at herb, least where I grew up, like if you, if you called like, someone a herb, they're like you're calling them queer. Long it's Island like a is nerd. a nerd. Yeah, Long Island it's a, a beautiful place. culture. They have a hundred <laughs> words. They have a hundred words for queer. <laughs> <laughs> well, in New Jersey, it was what we called just somebody who sucked. Yeah, yeah. that's what I thought it was. But it's also, it's a beautiful plant. No, you see, we have this magical ability on Long Island to make everything <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, so we're like, I'm going to make everything homophobic. Just you yeah. wait. <laughs> the water is full of Fred Durst. And breast cancer. <laughs> Goku's like, stop being such a bitch and just start fighting Krillin. And uh, Krillin's like, oh, I can't. But uh, I want to be a bitch. But not even, because he's just, he's so blissful. He's like, I don't get it. Like, what's the problem? This is so fun. We're fighting bad guys. And he's like, I have died so many times. Yeah. This is not fun for me. I have a wife. Yeah. I have a wife. Go. Krillin has like a full blown meltdown, which is interesting because you never see anyone yell at Goku. No. He's and like he's, a child. Yeah. He's a strong baby. But he's unfazed. He's just like, well, I don't, okay, whatever. Krillin. He's kind of like the perfect one to yell at if you think about it. It just bounces right off yeah. of him. Yeah. Krillin literally says, what's with your personality? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like I am so triggered right now like these things killed me multiple times and then he screams I don't want to be like you or like some shit like that yeah. and then, no I think um, that's it and then I was like chill out bro yeah, yeah. <laughs> Emily was very offended at it's like bar. who invited this dude <laughs> <laughs> we're having a cool time in a forest and you're really fucking ruining it yeah. bringing down that vibe sorry did you not see the Facebook post no fucking cops <laughs> I thought you're we were all gonna drink bro? in this forest <laughs> Oh my god, this uh, is an episode all about what a colossal narc Krillin is. This yes. is really the lesson here. Krillin tries to fly away, and then uh, all the baddies get so very big, because this mushroom trip is crazy. <laughs> and uh, they are so big, and they throw him down a cliff. And uh, wow, what a time. <laughs> they just keep beating down on him with huge fists. They get really big. The cliff represents his lack of confidence. Yeah, mm. well, we zoom out and uh, Marin and Seventeen are watching and, and Marin's like, what's daddy doing? And uh, <laughs> Seventeen says, Dada is fighting a battle with himself. <laughs> Look away, honey. Your dad's dying. <laughs> Why can't dad sleep at the house anymore? <laughs> Dad is fighting a battle with himself. <laughs> Krillin lays on a rock and exclaims, I am such a dumbass, and we agree. Uh, and Goku, in the meantime, is just fighting and having time of his life. Yeah, he beats up all the baddies over and over again. They're starting to like copy each other, so there'll be like five Friezas in a room, and you're like, oh my heavens, five Friezas. <laughs> but Goku figures it out. He's like, how can I make these baddies stop? And he's like, ooh, calming meditation. I bought that app. 
uh, he clears his mind and they disappear. And then we're like, okay. <laughs> mm. Once again, bringing back to your theory that this is just like a couple of people that went to one hour of therapy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you anxious? When Have the you meds tried? kick in. Yeah. <laughs> Try meditation instead of smoking weed, Katie. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird, because I thought this was about you, too. (laughs) (laughs) It is about me. It's all about me until I go to sleep tonight. (laughs) When they go blonde, they get more powerful. What else do you need to understand? (laughs) Oh, for context, I bleached my hair, everyone, because I was acting out because Alex went out of town. (laughs) Super Katie. (laughs) I didn't think he'd ever come back. No, I almost didn't. I'll take a picture and then he will notice me. (laughs) I look forward to Super Katie Blue. Ooh, Super Katie Blue. It's going to be easy from Blonde Katie because then you have like a light base. Yeah. I've had one conversation about hair dying. I know. (laughs) Good job. Oh my God. Can someone take this over? Okay. Uh, All right. So Goku's discovered that it's all about meditation and finding yourself because all he's like a genius in this one form of battle, which is always he knows how to fight stuff. So then he goes to find Krillin. Krillin is just making the things bigger and bigger, and uh, at one point they're all Frieza's, and then they're all uh, tambourines, which is a scary demon, and then they turn to Nappas, and he's like, "I'm surrounded by big Nappas," and he throws, <laughs> he uses the words, which is like, it sounds, it sounds bad when you call them Nappas. I don't <laughs> radical Islamic Nappas, <laughs> and he throws a destructo disc, thinking surely Nappas are weak to destructo disc. He cuts one in half, and he's just laughing the whole time. He's laughing at it like a big scary Nappa. He's like, oh. And uh, but he sees Krillin sees inside of the Nappa. There's white light, and then he knows, of course, white light. I'm white making heat. them stronger. It's all yeah. about myself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really understand why he knew that from that thing, yeah, but he did. And sense. then he thought really hard about his wellness, and they stopped moving. And then him and Goku blast them. Uh, Gong oh, style. Uh, Goku's on the Nimbus cloud. Oh yes, yeah. Goku got on a Nimbus cloud. Oh my cloud. god, the fart. Yes. yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, Goku flies around on a fart. He flies a around on a fart. Why couldn't he fly? Because if he flew, then he'd be using his energy, and the it didn't really make sense because then he'd still use beams later uh, <laughs> when he was hiding his energy. But he can't fly, or else Cell and the rest of them come back. Um, no, it just doesn't make any sense. But it was like, hey, remember Flying Nimbus? He's in the show. And then at one point, Goku is trapped in a Nappa's fist with Flying Nimbus. And he's like, Goku, kill them all with your crazy powers. And he's like, I can't. It that would a, surely kill Flying Nimbus. Super Shenron. Oh, yeah, Super oh, Shenron. Yes. Okay. Who apparently is now a bad guy on the show. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. This neutral dragon they met in space. <laughs> Once. <laughs> Their hated enemy. Mm. <laughs> He was a Microsoft uh, background for many years until he joined the show. <laughs> anyway, they beam the shit out of that dragon, and when he disappears, uh, all the Paradise Herb shows up, and then <laughs> Goku goes, they're popping up at, like, weeds! And we're like, hell yeah. The show fucking rules. <laughs> nice. Nice. Fucking nice. Anyway, they fly back. Krillin won't shut up about his life-altering experience, oh, and Goku God. has his God. headphones in. In other countries, they speak Spanish. <laughs> 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 I was just like, 
Shut up. Is that when his wife like tussles his hair like he's a child? Very yes. condescending. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think they have like a femdom relationship. I'm they so <laughs> curious. I feel like no he way. doesn't know though. Like she's in on the relationship, but he doesn't know. He's just like, she loves me for me. <laughs> well, she's always asking like, Krillin, I get you want me to crush your balls, but why do I have to wear the blue wig? And he's like, just wear it. <laughs> just do this for me. <laughs> I don't think he ever raises his voice No, that's true. Get that's real. true. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> just <laughs> anyway, he shows up the island, and uh, he's just like, ah, blah blah blah. We brought all these weeds, and they're like, surprise! There's no secret technique. It was in you all along. Or some bullshit. <laughs> and then Master Roshi eats the weed and laughs. And yeah. you're like, you gotta cook it first. <laughs> like it doesn't work. Like you can't that. just it in eat butter the weed. or something. <laughs> and then they shave Krillin's head because he's about to be a brave warrior again, and. He decides he'll fight. And he's like, do you love me now, daughter? And she's like, sure. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) And then, oh, I forgot to say, while he's giving an impassioned speech on the island about wanting to be a brave fighter, the worst piano music starts playing. Oh, yeah. I fucking hated it. I hated it. Anyway, the show ended. Okay, let's rate the episode, do an email, and get out of here. Katie, out of seven Dragon Balls. This is stupid. I hated it, and I'm tired. <laughs> How Was that one? Three Dragon Balls. Oh, three. Two. Two, 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 two Dragon, dragon Balls. Two Dragon Balls. <laughs> Alex, out of seven Dragon Balls. Fair enough. Uh, it was a great bottle episode of Dragon Ball. You really learned a lot about the characters. Uh, the, the rest of it was all bullshit, and there was a lot of audio people laughing. I'm giving it four out of seven Dragon Balls. All right, Emily, out of seven Dragon Balls. Uh, <clears throat> it's hard to say. I really, I've never seen uh, another episode of Dragon Ball, so I'm just going to give it uh, three Dragon Balls. I all don't right, know what's cool. going on. It's a That's a safe showing. number. Uh, and I am going to give it uh, two out of seven Dragon Balls. I did not like it. I don't like fake uh, enemy shit. They've done this too many times, uh, yeah. and I'm bored. And I don't like fake people. Is it email time? <laughs> it is email time. Yay. Fair enough. Play the song. It's time for Dragon Here is an email by Simon Go called Where Has This Been My Whole Life? Or as Borat would say, My Wife? It's an email. Okay. Uh, it's 2006 and we're doing comedy podcasts. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Alex, Katie, and Jeremy just stumbled on a random episode of the podcast the other day. Hands down, the funniest thing I've listened to in months. Now for the part which makes me sound like a humorless prick. In number 63, everyone and Will talks about the Western influence in the afterlife of Dragon Ball. Seeming to suggest an afterlife is a Christian concept. In point of fact, things like the Blood Pond and the Red Oni-Blue Oni-Guard combo are straight out of Japanese Buddhist hell, also mixed with Shinto beliefs. And Dragon Ball is by far more saturated in Japanese cultural in, in references in its afterlife depictions than anything approaching Western influence. It makes sense given that Toriyama started a, by adapting a Chinese masterwork, Journey to the West, and that his target audience passively know of Buddhist ideas the same way we do of Christian ones via cultural osmosis. Cultural mood is to start reading the Dragon Ball <laughs> manga. <laughs> <coughs> 
Mood, current mood is to start reading the Dragon Ball manga in Japanese to stumble on more of these culture-specific gags. Cost money I don't have, sadly. Pushing up glasses and spitting out actually aside, the cast on your pod has amazing chemistry and everyone was so damn friendly and nerdgasming. It made me feel I could watch Dragon Ball with everyone and shoot the shit afterward for about 40 minutes. And then I made myself sad realizing it would never happen. You're all 2,000 miles away and also your guests are notable people, not unknowns. Sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was weird and uncomfortable the moment it got thought. But the point... <laughs> I feel like editing's got to be a bigger part of the email section. Okay, but but the point is you induce feelings that... Uh, you induce that feeling in listeners. They can feel like they can and want to join in, and that matters. Being a guest, well, it eluded us then, but that's no matter, so we beat on to hentai against the current born back ceaselessly into the 90s. Signed, Chuss. So I think that was like a like a like a poem. Like he beat on to hentai. Okay. Yeah, yeah you get it. And then it says that's O pioneers, right? Yeah. Well, it's to Chuss. Uh. T S Chuss. And then it, I think there's a postscript. Simon Monrad Go of Ranma Half Abridged and Mythros Media Podcast. Utter non-fame and also apparently an. In- okay. No. Okay. All right. He I'm sent sorry. us a meme. Oh, and then he sent us a meme. Uh, about how it listen, feels to listen to podcasts, and it's a boy with an uh, ice cream commercial, and he thinks he's laughing with his friends, but really, he's alone. Yikes. He's so alone. <laughs> and so, thanks! <laughs> Thank you for the long message. Thank My you for under- writing in. That is actually very enlightening, but also... I, I, I do so. believe those are images of... Japanese Shintoism afterlife, but I believe a lot of Buddhism does not have afterlife at all. I know certain versions of Tibetan Buddhism do, but a lot of versions do not. So, what about the blood pond? Uh, that is a like lore thing, but that is not to do with Buddhism. That's like an Asian like Shinto thing. Keep listening. <laughs> that was a very nice email. Also, Blood Pond is the only one I like is at the bottom of my plate. Blood Bangers Pond. and mash. Huh? <laughs> right? Uh, English? Folks. Is it English sounding? <laughs> Blood Pond is my uh, post-hardcore early 2000s band. Yeah. Thank you! It's there almost time for my monthly Blood Pond. Blood Pond. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> this joke's for the ladies. <laughs> uh, Alright, plugs. Emily, what do you got going on? I'm on a little show called Two Minutes to Late Night that uh, ah! every now and then <laughs> Did you guys see a ghost? puts out new uh, episodes and... Uh, I don't know. Catch, yeah, new catch. one, new one coming out very soon. Coming that, out very uh, stars soon. Emily. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I don't even know when it's coming out, but look Good out question. for that. <laughs> Great question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't you have a weekly show? I do have a monthly show. A monthly. <laughs> <laughs> I have a monthly show at Max Fish called Sunday Roast Comedy. If you follow me on social media at a pretty big mouth, you can see where all of my shows are. Uh, you can find me at Twitter at, at Katie Rose and on Instagram at hello Katie Rose and other stuff that Emily and Jeremy make. Uh, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Alex. Uh, uh, follow me on Twitter at Patak Jokes and listen to my other podcast, Pod Damn America. And most importantly, come to my live weekly show on Sundays at Sing Sing on Avenue A at 7 p.m. It's bad news. It's a comedy show. And I've saw one person who listens to this podcast once. It was the greatest moment of my life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, find me on Twitter at Jeremy Thunder. Uh, check out Two Minutes to Late Night. And check out Pod Minutes to Cast Night, the Two Minutes Late Night podcast. That's it for this week. Join us next week. Super! Super!
super. Super, super. 